Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. If you're new to the show, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get your dream address without the stress. The Intel edge you need to succeed can be found at GaryAshton.com. Go to TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch for your first workout free and the best workout humanly possible. Nobody will be uh, will get you in a better condition than TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, TrueMathFitness.com for any of their great membership options. And Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app and they will match your first bet up to $250 with promo code ATOZ. That's ATOZ in the Superbook app. Download the app and plug in that promo code to start winning today. So there's a lot of different ways to look at this situation. Um, and it really feels like all paths, even though there are multiple paths, this is a choose-your-own-adventure type of offseason for the Tennessee Titans. Um, when you look at Malik Willis, no matter what path you choose, almost all of them seem to end up in the most logical solution, right? And the most logical solution is that Malik Willis isn't on the 53-man roster to start next season. Now, there's a long time between May the 17th and September um, when they will start having to make these roster cuts. Uh, but I think that when you look at the Willis situation, you have to kind of take it piece by piece. So with Will Levis getting drafted in the second round this year, with Ryan Tannehill on an expiring contract, how realistic is it that the Titans keep three quarterbacks on their active roster to start the season because they have had moments when they've had to have three quarterbacks on the active roster. Most uh, specifically was Mike Vrabel's first year as the head coach here, right? With Marcus Mariota, with Mariota dealing with the nerve issue, the ulnar nerve issue in his elbow. It became a week-to-week proposition. Blaine Gabbard had to start the next week against the Texans. But if I recall correctly, Marcus Mariota was still available and they had signed, uh, oh, Austin, he had, a mo- he had a couple of moments with the Seahawks and the Rams. Austin Davis, I want to say, was his name. So they've had moments where they've had three quarterbacks on the active roster, even if Mariota wasn't available. They've had moments where um, they've had to kind of emergency quarterback a situation together. So it's not unprecedented throughout the course of the year. It is rare for a team to head into a regular season if their quarterback room is healthy with three quarterbacks on the active roster. Now, it's also not unprecedented for a team to carry three quarterbacks onto the active roster by the start of the regular season. Most recently, San Francisco, right? With Brock Purdy, with Jimmy Garoppolo, and with, at the time, at the start of the regular season, a healthy Trey Lance. Now, Brock Purdy ultimately ended up being very, very important for that team after their quarterback situation went to hell in a handbasket. But uh, it is pretty uncommon for a team with healthy quarterbacks to carry an additional one on their active roster. Now, Rand Carthon is coming here from San Francisco and how much that influences the Titans' ability or willingness to keep three quarterbacks on the active roster it, uh, remains to be seen. But we'll start with your Two Rivers Ford take on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. Please let me know in the comment section what percentage chance you give Malik Willis of being on this roster 
when the regular season starts. Now, in this scenario, we're assuming that all three quarterbacks are healthy, um, which would make it even more unlikely, right? It's easy to paint a picture where, God forbid, something happens to Malik Willis or something happens to Will Levis or something happens to Ryan Tannehill and one of them has to start the year on injured reserve or PUP or something to that effect. Um, but in this scenario, we'll assume that all three are healthy. What percentage chance do you give this player of making the active roster at the start of the season? We'll talk about it together right after I uh, tell you that your Two Rivers Four take is made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Down, uh, go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet and make sure that you get quality American-made Ford vehicles, award-winning customer service, and a non-commissioned sales staff that will not put pressure on you at any point throughout the car buying experience. 40 years doing business in Middle Tennessee, 40 more great ones yet to come with Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So here you have the Tennessee Titans in a situation where uh, in a situation where they've created a logjam at quarterback. Now, you can say that it's a necessity, right? Because Malik Willis clearly and obviously was not NFL ready last year. Perhaps he will be more ready this year. Perhaps he will be more ready, but still not ready enough to take over should something happen to the starter, Ryan Tannehill most specifically. MB says, am I including practice squad? No, I'm saying, is Malik Willis on the 53-man active roster when the Titans make their roster cuts? That is the question that I'm asking you. The percentage chance that he is on the active roster, not that he clears waivers, not that he ends up on the practice squad, that he is on the active roster to start the year. Craig Baxter says probably 0%. Um, Michael Weatherford says 10. Corey Smith, 33%. I saw some more optimistic forecasts earlier. Mo Francois, which is a great name, says uh, 100%. There's no reason to let him go. Well, no, of course there's a reason to let him go if he's not good enough to play. And if he's just taking up an active roster spot, you can't hoard quarterbacks this way. Now, if he's waived and he clears waivers, which would be an interesting proposition, um, I have to think that somebody would take a chance on Malik Willis in the waiver order, but there's no guarantees on that. Now, if they were to be able to get him through to the practice squad, they could then protect him, and then you're correct. There would be no reason to let him go from the practice squad. But there's plenty of reasons to not have him on the active roster. If he's not a good enough backup quarterback to be on the active roster, that is a completely and totally reasonable explanation to let Malik Willis go. If uh, if he has not taken substantial enough steps to truly push for the backup quarterback role, then that is a completely fine reason to let Malik Willis go. A third-round pick on a quarterback is nothing more than a flyer. You may not like the fact that it was a third-round pick spent on a quarterback, but that is the nature of the situation that they've put themselves in. That was always the reality. Uh, Will Levis is less of that, but he still could be considered that to a degree. There are no sure things in the draft process, and you'd rather move on from a sunk cost than let it linger, especially with a player who does not provide special teams value. And that's the kind of thing that exists in the quarterback conundrum here, right? Taysom Hill is one of one. And you can say that the Titans should be doing a Taysom Hill type situation with Malik Willis. And I can't, you know, I can't tell you right, wrong, or indifferent whether that makes sense. I say, I would say to you that it is highly unlikely that they would do that with Malik Willis or that Malik Willis would agree 
to a role like that. I think if Malik Willis was presented with that opportunity, he would prefer to be waived and to try and get an opportunity to play quarterback elsewhere. Now, um, to to do so would probably rankle some people because uh, you would look at it and say, well, they hardly gave him a chance. One year is not enough, and on and on and on it goes. And I say to you the same thing that I've said consistently on this is that Malik Willis, in his rookie season, got more opportunities to start than many quarterbacks do in a career. Josh Dobbs, for example, whom Malik Willis was benched for. Josh Dobbs waited six years to get his first NFL start. Think about that. Malik had three of them and appeared in eight in his rookie year. Now, whether you could, now whether you would make the argument, well, it was unfair to play him at the time because we all knew that he clearly wasn't ready. And I would largely agree with your argument. It is unfair. And it was too ready or too early to put him out on the field. And also, I can say to you that the NFL does not care about that and the coaching staff doesn't care about that because the thing that gets people hired and fired more often than not is the quarterback. And that's an admission of your general manager unto himself. Now, that general manager, again, because of his San Francisco 49ers background, may appreciate the value of a quarterback more than most might and might be more inclined. But it is a small percentage chance. I'm going to present to you the only feasible scenario that I think Malik Willis makes this roster here in just a second. Uh, And we'll read more of your percentages momentarily right after I remind you Uh, that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get your dream address without the stress. Get the Intel Edge you need to succeed with the best real estate agency out there. GaryAshton.com is the best in the business. They're the team that your favorite teams trust. They will help you sell your home without any showings or stagings, help you find your next home while you sell your current one, help you win the buyer battle, and cash in on your home equity right now. Go to GaryAshton.com for more information and for that Intel edge you need to succeed. So as you look at the Malik Willis proposition, um, Jonathan Anderson says he can see him ending up on the practice squad. I don't know what other team would claim him. You know, another team, I, I again, it depends on how the, uh, it depends on how the waiver order goes, right? Um, I don't know what, other teams' situations are going to look like by the time roster cuts get down there. Other teams might have injuries. He may make he may make sense. Monty Ossenfort might want him in Arizona. Like there's a variety of different scenarios where it would be. I I think it would be more difficult than not for him to clear the waiver wires and end up back on the practice squad. Um, I think that uh, I think that the only scenario that I can see Malik Willis. Uh, panning out on the active roster to start the season, and that's to start the season, right? I think that it it is a pretty far reach for me to say, but I think that based on the situation that's at hand and the current quarterback depth, I would say to you that Malik Willis would have to play well enough to compete for the backup job, and Will Levis would have to play well enough to compete for the starting job, or Malik Willis would have to play well enough to compete for the starting job, and Ryan Tannehill would have to appreciably struggle, struggle to the point that it makes him expendable with these two young players on the roster. Now, that is highly unlikely. It is the most unlikely of almost any scenario that I could present to you, that Malik Willis and Will Levis are both ready enough to make Ryan Tannehill a post-June 1 release to make him expendable, and to move on with the uh, potential one-two punch that this quarterback room might be. 
That is almost impossible at this point. It's not completely impossible because there's always a percentage chance, but you cannot, uh, that, that is the only scenario in which I could see Malik Willis ending up on the active roster to start the year. I don't think they roll with three quarterbacks. I don't think that there's any kind of scenario in which you could present to Mike Vrabel three healthy quarterbacks, none of whom provide special teams value and say, yeah, Mike, you need to use one of your active roster spots on this, even though it's the most important position. Jay Street says he's already expandable. I assume he means expendable. Expandable uh, would be, you know, expandable is uh, difficult, I suppose. Expandable um, would mean that he's, you know, that he's gaining weight. I haven't seen Ryan Tannehill gain weight. He looked pretty, uh, he looked pretty in pretty good shape when they were putting out, putting out the sled pushing videos. And also, Jay, whether you like him or not, he's the best starting quarterback option that you have. So um, on that front, uh, unless something miraculous for either of these two other players that we're talking about at the quarterback position, if something miraculous materializes, then we can have a serious conversation about that. But in the meantime, the only serious conversation that you can have with yourself is that you seriously don't have a better option on your quarterback roster at this point in time than Ryan Tannehill. So you're just going to have to eat it. Uh, looking at the uh, looking at the variety of uh, <laughs> Bert says. In the, in our private chat, his role is expandable. He was a wide receiver. No, I don't think so at this point. He was a wide receiver, and in fact, he would make more sense to move to wide receiver than some of you who want to move Malik Willis to wide receiver. And I see what you're doing there with Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill. Uh, even though the jokes, actually, I think there's as many jokes about moving Tannehill to wide receiver as there have been Malik at this point in the offseason, so I can't even do that. Uh, and Titan says, yeah, eat it, Jay. I mean, listen, I, it's not like a eat it. I'm not saying eat it. In terms of like, oh yeah, suck it. Tannehill's your quarterback, nerd. Um, no, I'm not saying it at all. I'm just saying that you kind of have to eat it at this stage. Uh, and uh and understand that, yeah, they're gonna put play the player who makes the most sense to win them football games. Jay Street says Levis should start, get the start the only way he could learn. Well, of course, that's not the only way he could learn. To 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 even put that out into the universe. Jay speaks to a level of ignorance about the quarterback position. Now, not, there's not one size fits all way to develop quarterbacks, right? Patrick Mahomes can sit behind Alex Smith for a year, get into get onto a roster that was already succeeding with a coaching staff that was good and thrive and reach his highest potential, right? Where he's the best quarterback um, that many of us have seen in our lifetimes, or at least the most talented quarterback, and does seem to be getting better. Um, you could be a developed you could be developed in terms of how it is that you start right away, right? Anthony Richardson is somebody who needs to play immediately. He has not played enough football, plain and simple, at this point. Will Levis is not that. Will Levis has started plenty of football games. Will Levis, at this point, needs to have better command, better control, better decision-making, and better accuracy. All these different things. Xavier Cohen says, stop reading Jay's comments. Um... Well, you know, I, uh, I don't, I listen, it's, if I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a conversation with as many of you as humanly possible. And I can't just like read one thread, move on when he's trying to make other points. I can sometimes, but it doesn't make sense to necessarily because I understand what he's trying to say. And I'm just trying to provide him context for why that doesn't necessarily make the most sense. Not an argument, not going back and forth. Jay can have his opinion, whether I've changed his opinion or not. That doesn't necessarily matter, but I do think it's important to provide context, right? 
I, lo- uh, I love how everyone goes to that immediately, says Dr. Design. Like, Mahomes wouldn't be good with Alex Smith or something. Well, I mean, sure, but we, we only know how it played out, right? You can present all the hypotheticals, like, would Aaron Rodgers have been great right away if Brett Favre wasn't in front of him? Would Patrick Mahomes have been great right away if Alex Smith wasn't in front of him? All these different scenarios that you can present to people and go back and forth or all these different things. And yes, that's that's fine to imagine all the ways that it could have gone, but the way that it did go down, we know, right? And we know that there's no one size fits all at this point. Uh, I think that you are going to you are going to default or you're going to defer. Well, actually, whether you defer or not is a different matter, but Mike Vrabel is going to play the players that he trusts the most. The player that he trusts the most at the quarterback position is Ryan Tannehill. If there is a time where that ceases to be the case, then at that point they will make a quarterback change. Or if his contract is not extended uh, at this point in time. But I think that with all these different with all these different scenarios that you can run through, the path that makes the most sense forward is a path that does not necessarily include Malik Willis. And while that may not, you know, you may not love that, you may not love your team spending a third-round pick to get next to nothing out of him, um, I think you have to largely understand the situation that they're in, and they just have to put together the best roster humanly possible. The best roster humanly possible, in all likelihood, given their deficiencies at other positions, in all likelihood, it does not include Malik Willis as a third quarterback unless there is obvious special teams value and, you know, I'm sure he's willing if they were to ask him to do those kind of things. But I also think that his agent would get in his ear and be like, hey, man, you're trying to make money. You're not trying to damage your body just to be the third string quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Let's get real and let's try and find a quarterback job elsewhere. Speaking of quarterbacks, let's talk about Will Levis. Was there too much hype coming out of one day that was open to media and three days of rookie minicamp? Fair or foul, the amount of new optimism that I have seen around Will Levis We'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will discuss at length right after I uh, give you uh, give you another great primetime partner who makes this show possible. That's True Math Fitness in the Gulch. It's a great gym. It's the best gym, as a matter of fact. And they have the best possible workout plans for you. No workout ever reused or recycled in their booth camp-style classes. They are the best gym around they also have personal training they have an open gym as well if you sign up for their membership options that you can use as you like you can work out on your own pace you can get more specific training you can join the group classes and get an efficient effective workout in in 40 minutes of your day true math fitness will find the best possible way for you specifically to maximize your fitness potential and achieve your goals go to truemathfitness.com for your first workout free so uh, at this point, fair or foul, the excitement, the optimism around Will Levis after one day of media availability and three days of rookie minicamp. Uh, Stephen King says, fair, let us win rookie minicamp. Might be the only winning we have this year. That's uh, a bit dramatic. Um, fair, says Xavier Cohen. Malik wasn't even looking this good, and that is something that I can confirm. I saw both of them uh, in their rookie minicamps. I can say to you that Will Levis looked appreciably more comfortable, more confident, what he was asked to do and what he was executing than did Malik at this time last year. And that's fine. Um, Rashawn says, I believe Tannehill will be traded. Uh, I mean, I guess it's 
Still possible until it's not, but I, I can tell you, Rashawn, that there's no active discussions around that right now. Um, doesn't mean that it can't happen, but again, the likelihood of that at this point is slim to none. I would assume that Ryan Tannehill is your starting quarterback until uh, until news of uh, until any news to the contrary uh, occurs. Have you heard the rumor of Henry getting traded to the Bengals? No, I have not, Patricia, because I don't get my news from Facebook, uh, nor should you on a regular basis. I would say to you that uh, anytime you see one of these rumors, I would ask you to do a degree of vetting because, uh, you know, I <laughs> I understand that this show is live stream on Facebook and you may say, well, I get my news from you. So you're saying I should get, not get your news from that. I should not get my news from you. And I would say, ah, yeah, um, you know, you can do debate the merits of that. But largely, like I don't uh, anytime like a family member sends me something on Facebook, I'm probably going to ignore it because I know where to get news where I get my news sources from. And I know that we all have a variety of different, uh, I, we all have a variety of different places that we choose to uh, get our news. But I would say that, uh, no, uh, there is nothing to that effect at this point. I'm sure it's false. Yes, I, uh, well, here's what I will say. It's about as real as the, uh, what's my guy's name? Akbar Bajabi Amila saying that Derrick Henry would be traded to the Eagles. And, uh, you know, Derek Henry is very, very much still a Tennessee Titan at this stage. But if I hear anything to that effect, I will be sure to let you guys know. Um, here's what I'll say. I don't want to fence it, right? Because the question is fair or foul. I think it's fine for fans. So largely, I'm going to say it's fair. I think it's fine for fans to be optimistic about Will Levis. I think that, uh, you know, the quarterback room is crowded right now. And Mike Vrabel spoke to that effect on the night that uh, on the night that Will Levis was drafted. Here is Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon on the Friday night of the draft. I think Rand maybe misspoke. He said that uh, I think you said that Will would, that Ryan would start off as a three. I know you. I meant to say Will. Yeah, meant to yeah. say Will. Ryan, Ryan will be the starting quarterback on Monday. Malik will be the backup. Will will be the third quarterback. And, and what I've told them is, whatever uh, happens after that will be up to the players. That that's that's what it's always been here. That's that's what we always want it to be. Good catch, Jim competition will yeah. play itself out is there a scenario where you keep three quarterbacks of, through the season or? of course I mean there's a million scenarios you know that we'll have to work through um you know between me ran and the staff and myself and everybody I mean that's you know we just are starting the offseason we're two weeks into the offseason program um looking forward to phase two with with the with the players that come on Monday and then when we're able to get the rookies in here with the rookie minicamp so um, that is Mike Vrabel talking about the, the backlog at the quarterback position. And now for Levis, you know, fair or foul, I think it's fair. I don't, you know, I don't think you go crazy and say future of the franchise. Oh, my God. Bonafide Hall of Famer, blah, blah, blah. All these different things. Um, Jonathan Caverly says, uh, didn't sound overly against three quarterbacks with that answer, Buck. Yeah, because it was it was like May the 2nd. When have you the the thing that you guys bitch most about with Mike Vrabel is that he doesn't give you a straight answer, and that was a very honest answer. Sure, there's a scenario, just as I've told you that there's a scenario. I've given you multiple scenarios for carrying three quarterbacks on the roster. Listen, Jonathan, if you want Malik Willis on the roster, that's fine. If you want Malik Willis on the roster for whatever reason, you are entitled to feel that way. I've presented you with those multiple scenarios in which Malik Willis can make this roster. And I've also told you that it's incredibly unlikely. 
I have no idea what the Tennessee Titans quarterback situation is going to be on, let's say, October 15th when the team goes to London. Ryan Tannehill could have snapped his leg in half. Malik Willis could be the starting quarterback. And Will Levis could be an absolute disaster, right? All of those things are possible. And that could be the most feasible outcome at that point in time. I am telling you, though, when we spoke to Mike Vrabel, that was May the 1st. When I'm talking to you now, it is May the 17th. And at this particular time, the scenarios for Malik Willis making the active roster out of training camp, unless there is an injury, are next to nothing. There is nothing wrong with saying that, while also acknowledging that any scenario is possible. It's like when when somebody and it's a fine question. Like I'm not. I know I'm. You know I know I'm talking fast and like bear and like peppering you with stuff. But I, uh, you know, and I understand why people are are willing to have this discussion. It's why I'm glad that we ha- we're having this discussion at this particular time. But I think that like it's when it's like when uh, the Titans are getting ready for a Sunday night football against Kansas City, right? Malik is the starting quarterback. And, um, and you know, somebody will pop in the chat and say, well, do the Titans even have a chance in the game? And the response is, well, of course the Titans have a chance in the game. They're physically in the game. There are two teams on the field at that particular time. And so by nature of being out on the field, yes, they do have a chance, even as unlikely as it might be, to go into Kansas City and win on Sunday night football with a backup quarterback that barely any of us have seen, right? Like, yes, it is possible. And they damn near did it. And then they didn't, right? So anything, I mean, the cliche, anything is possible, that's factually accurate within within the realm of, you know, possibility, right? Anything is possible. Um, but I just think, you know, to try and to try and continue to project something that is unrealistic just because you like how it sounds better, that's what I'm actively working against. And, you know, whether you agree with that or disagree with that, uh, that's entirely incumbent upon you. Um, I will say, though, that Mike Vrabel, uh, why are you putting that on the screen, Bert? Um, <laughs> I, I will say that Mike Vrabel, uh, you know, in what you should be looking for for reasons of optimism, Bert wants me to say what, tighten up in the comment section? Uh, he, you want me to say tighten up back to, uh, to Kevin Paul? It's, you know, I mean, he can, it's just nuts. I did say it on accident to Rand, Rand Carthon once. It's like, it's not even a big deal, like to say to tighten up something, right? I, if I needed to tighten up the screw on my set light because it's wobbly, well, I can't say that anymore because it's a Homer phrase and I'm a reporter and I cover the team. So now I'm going out of my way to say a phrase that's completely common because the Titans have robbed me of it. I, now I can't even say it back to Kevin Paul Price without feeling like a Homer. Bleep you, Bert. Bleep you. <laughs> and as he takes it off the screen. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that, as you look at all the different, uh, as you look at all the different options, I think it is like I said. I think it's fair for people to be excited about Will Levis. He's a rookie quarterback. Titans have a unique quarterback situation. There's nothing wrong with fans being excited on May the 17th. Now, how realistic or how fair expectations are for Will Levis, we'll see. But I do think that the stuff that Mike Rabel talked about uh, on the night that they drafted him, you can see what they're talking about. There is evidence to think that this could work. But one rookie minicamp practice is not enough to say that this guy is the future of the franchise, full stop. But it's okay to be a little bit excited right now. Well, when you look at completion percentage, 65%, uh, two years in the SEC, um, what we felt like were, was over 30 drops that probably would have led to you know, closer to 70% completion. Um, every player that we bring in here is going to have a chance to improve and will have to improve. 
and again, the decision making, toughness, accuracy are obviously things that we we feel are critical with quarterbacks, and and we think that the three that we have here are going to be able to do that. Um, so that's Mike Vrabel on the night that Will Levis was drafted, and we'll see how this thing plays out. We'll have more opportunity to look at them. I think our next availability is the twenty third, when we'll be out on the field. Um, let's see how they smacked. Uh, was it smacked by pup on YouTube says, how are they going to give up on Willis on 61 attempts? LOL. Well, I'll say, I'll tell you real easy. Cause he couldn't play real easy. Like that whole NFL, not for long thing. Like that's, that's real. I don't know how many times, how many years we have to repeat that stuff. I don't know how many times we have to talk about the cold hearted business of the NFL and, and for people to not understand that. Yeah. You don't get a long leash. Now Malik Willis could go out somewhere else and ball out and he could have a really successful NFL career and you could go back 10 years from now as a Titans fan and be like, damn, how could, how dare they let that future of the franchise, you know, next great quarterback walk out the door because they drafted Will Levis. Will Levis could be worse. Malik Willis could be better, right? Sure. It's just like the, the question, do they have a chance in a game that they really don't have a chance in? And you say, yeah, of course they can because it's anything is possible in that moment. But if you're asking me how are they going to give up on a quarterback after 61 attempts, I'm telling you, very, very easily. That shit happens all the time. All right, let's move on to rising and falling. Put a bow on this evening's show. Uh, Bobby Carter asked, when can fans go watch practice? I'm pretty sure that's only for training camp, Bobby. Um, it might be different for like, because I know they had like a sweet, uh, like a sweet holder night for the schedule release. They did like a special show with Mike Keith and uh, Coach Mack and Rand Carthon, like walking through the schedule with, you know, a group full of sweet holders. So maybe, you know, that's different than like season ticket holders when they get to go out to training camp practice, or maybe, I, I don't know what the team is planning, but I know typically um, those things are just like the only time that I see fans at practice with us is training camp. Um, so I would anticipate that being the first opportunity, but I would say to you that, you know, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any, direct knowledge of their fans allowed at practice schedule at this particular point in time. Typically though, it's training camp. Um, I think, uh, okay, let's move on. Whose stock rose and whose stock fell this week in sports rising and falling is how we end the Wednesday night show. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. While we, while you do that, I will tell you that our friends at Superbook sports make the primetime show possible. They also make your sports wagering possible and more fun. 78-78 tied right now between Miami and Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. You could be wagering on this, the Lakers and the Nuggets, the NHL postseason, and the MLB regular season, all in the Superbook Sports app. With the promo code ATOZ, download the uh, download the app, plug in that promo code ATOZ, that's A2Z, and get $250, up to $250, matched by Superbook Sports for you to download, wager, and play with that same day. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. So as you look at, uh, as you look at all the David Titan up. <laughs> all right, Bert, get out of here. <laughs> the random Titans up. Tighten ups on the screen. Um, it's funny because I do have, uh, I had somebody point this out to me on Instagram the other day, as a matter of fact, because I do have that hat show print. Um, you got don't want to like turn the laptop in my office right now to show you guys my wall, but I have a funny story about, I have one of those hat show prints from the draft, right? The tighten up hat show prints. 
Let me see if I can do this cleanly without knocking a bunch of stuff off my desk, my standing desk here. Um, in fact, it's behind my door, so maybe this isn't going to work. But there is a, uh, uh, where is it? See, there's a hat show print, tighten up, uh, framed uh, uh, poster from the draft on my wall in my office, um, among many things. And I posted something on Instagram the other day. Somebody DM me and said, are you a secret Titans fan and just lying about it? <laughs> and it made me laugh because the funny story behind that particular poster, um, for those of you who care, before we do the rising and falling, maybe this is too self-involved, but uh, the funny story about that is that was a gift uh, given to me by an, a, uh, an ex-girlfriend, very thoughtful, of her to do so around the draft, right when the draft was here in Nashville. And I came up with all those hat show print signs for each of the 32 teams. And I, uh, I... She she had given it to me for my birthday because I thought, you know, that there was putting stuff together in my office. I've got stuff from Indiana. I've got stuff from a bunch of different stops around places, but I didn't have anything Nashville sports related. Right. Because I, you know, I'm not a fan of local teams. It's my job to cover them. So there is a disconnect there. Uh, and so, you know, she was being very thoughtful. She's like, oh, you're a Tennessee Titans reporter. This is a cool thing. We started dating at the time around the draft, so she got me the hat show, the the draft that was here in Nashville. So the hat show print, uh, the hat show print thing was a very thoughtful gift, right? And we actually got into an argument about it because I refused. <laughs> I, refu I didn't refuse, but I like wouldn't hang it up <laughs> in my office. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't hang it up in my office because I didn't want, uh, I didn't want anybody to even think that there was any kind of fan-related connection between me and the Titans, even though I do like that. It's like the Oilers, the Oilers throwbacks. I like the Oilers throwbacks. I'm never going to wear them because I'm not a Titans fan. I'm a professional, and my job is to cover the team. Um, but that always makes me laugh every time somebody asks me about that Titan Up poster because I do like it. It looks good in the office. But now, And it's framed and hung up on the wall because I got in an argument with, with an ex-girlfriend about the fact that it had been given to me as a birthday gift and it went almost a year before I put it up on the wall. So now it's on the wall. <laughs> uh, Kevin says, you're a Colts fan. Damn it, man. No, not a Colts fan. I, I didn't have an NFL team growing up. I know nobody believes that, but like when I tell you I did not give a shit about the, uh, the National Football League until uh, I think I was like a sophomore in college, the first NFL season I remember like actually paying attention to um was the Flacco was ironically enough for Burt was the Flacco Ravens Super Bowl run with Kaepernick uh and the Niners against Flacco and the that was like the first NFL season that I like really paid attention to because I was living with a bunch of dudes my family doesn't care about sports so didn't really watch football growing up um turns out not hard to learn and figure out how to do for a job and walked back back at asswards into covering an NFL team for a living and seven years later here I am but yeah no uh no uh no NFL team fandom in my life even though I am uh born in the state of Indiana I barely claim that because I've lived in a variety of different places across my life and I have no allegiance that way so lucky for you you get objective even when you hate me for it um all right rising and falling whose stock rose whose stock fell in sports this week I'll tell you whose stock fell anybody participating in a Mike Vrabel workout because this conditioning that they are doing right now, it looks like absolute hell. When the whistle blows, give it a jump. Push, 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 push. 
Here we go. Watch it take off, boy. Watch it take off. I'm gonna get him. Good part about that video is somebody barking at Mike Vrabel when he's laying out the sled rules saying you see you hear says who from the background and in a blink of an eye Mike Vrabel whips around and just says effing me watch this and see if you catch it when the whistle blows give it a jump right here here it comes here we go. <laughs> he is to his core. <laughs> no matter whether the cameras are on or off him, he is full-blown Mike Rabel, full tilt to the tackle all the time. Uh, Stephen King says, so vets allowed, but no O-line. No, the offensive line's there. Offensive line, uh, well, some of the offensive linemen are there. So Some of the vets are there. Vets are allowed to be there starting Monday. Um, all the vets don't have to be there, though. I saw Keith Bullock make a joke on that video, say, yeah, if that's what we're doing in OTAs, my ass isn't showing up. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> Mike loves his job, says Christopher Young. He truly does. I, I really, He really, really enjoys it. And I, uh, I have enjoyed covering Mike Vrabel a great deal. Now, that, you know, stock down for the Titans players who have to participate in that because that looks like an unrelenting hell. Stock up for a video that I saw on TikTok this week of a local rapper here in Nashville uh, who is, you know, diehard Tennessee Titans, Nashville Predators, Nashville sports fan. Now, uh, he goes by MCD on YouTube and on TikTok. Um, I apologize. I don't know his, his actual name to give him credit, but this was something that I saw scrolling. I thought the song was great. I thought it was catchy. It got my attention. And certainly I knew that you guys were going to like it. So stock up MCD. I was glad I was able to catch his stuff on TikTok. Can everybody go and scream? Cadillacs, 24s, Tennessee, pimping. Superfly, whiskey, drinking Tennessee women. If you ain't from the six, then you can't ride with me. Swells in the back, that's how we Tennessee living. Cadillacs, 24s, Tennessee, pimping. Superfly, whiskey, drinking Tennessee women. If you ain't from the six, then you can't ride with me. Twelves in the back, that's how we Tennessee living. You see how I'm living, I'm on my Tennessee pimp got more ice than the predator. I'm hitting holes like I'm Henry. See them boys from the gutter roll around with the thunder. Cause they like full of rain, pain, and people to thug it. See, I'm true to this shit. I put my heart in this shit. I got a Memphis party yelling, whoop that 
trick And I might whoop that trick Water whip that brick Cause if it ain't about a dollar Then it don't make sense I know I'm stuck in my ways But she love my demeanor Alright, so it says Deshaun Jones Or uh, Deshaun Jones Maybe that's MCD So Deshaun Jones Shout out Deshaun Jones for uh, J Street <laughs> It's a trash can emoji That was completely disrespectful I thought it was good. It had my head bobbing. I appreciated it. Uh, I thought Titans fans would like it, and I saw. I thought uh, stock up. It seemed to. Uh, it's I listen. I I don't I don't know much about the rap game, obviously, but it caught my attention. It was catchy, and I thought Titans fans would uh, would think the same. So there it is. Shout out to Deshaun Jones. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight on the primetime show radio show tomorrow. Going to be a lot of fun. Make sure that you're there from ten to one. On 104.5 The Zone, got some good information for you on Mike Vrabel and what we figured out he meant by saying that the Titans needed to be playing faster this coming season. We'll get into that uh, tomorrow from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Corey D. Jackson says, Lito, we need a banger, man. I do love Star Lito. I went to Star Lito concert. Uh, actually, I, I live in North Nashville. He was playing. Uh, he was playing a venue up the road. The original Slim and Huskies, they've got that that outdoor uh, situation next to the rollout. For those of you guys who live out north, uh, went, uh, went by the uh, – met him uh, – went by to uh, to support a friend of mine, Josh Black, who's a comedian who was hosting the event and uh, got to meet Lito for the first time. That dude is legit. Absolutely. Uh, that is an icon here in Middle Tennessee and certainly in the city of Nashville. So – Uh, That's going to do it for us tonight. Have a great rest of your evening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Like I said, radio show tomorrow. Get your tickets for the install. Uh, We need 30 more people to buy tickets. 30 more people to buy tickets for a sellout. A sellout means that Robert is drinking mayonnaise with coffee on the stage in Will Levis fashion. And if 30 more tickets are sold for a sellout, I am going to eat a banana Will Levis style on the stage on Saturday night. There's about uh, there's about a hundred people who are going to be at this thing. I think that we can sell it out. I believe in you guys. Go to 1045thezone.com for your tickets. If you don't have the link, Bert's about to drop it in the uh, Bert's about to drop it in the uh, in the Zone TV or excuse me, Zone TV chat. It's the wrong chat. In the live stream chat for you guys to pick them up. We're going to have a great time. We hope that we're going to see you there. If you've already bought your tickets, can't wait to hang out with you. If you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting around for? Do it before they sell out for no other reason than to uh, make Burton and I do something disgusting on the stage while we break down the tape with Greg Cosell of NFL Films. Have a great rest of your night, and I will talk to you tomorrow. If you're a fan of the Tennessee Titans, the install live show with Greg Cosell of NFL Films coming up Saturday, May the 20th at the Hutton Hotel. Get your tickets right now at 1045thezone.com to hear the best breakdown of Will Levis. Really, really excited and thankful for the opportunity. And the rest of the Titans draft class.